Hey everyone, welcome back to Voices of Western, the Humans of Western podcast. If you're new, welcome. This is a podcast where we dive deeper into the personal lives of students, staff, and faculty at Western University. Now, before we begin, we wanted to thank you for taking out some of your time from your day to listen to our episode. My name is Ria, and today I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Milan. Thank you, Ria. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different, and that is going to be one of our episode segments with just us, your cohorts, conversing with each other. So today we're going to discuss what it means for us to be science students at Western. So for context, I am in my second year MedSci, while Ria here is in her fourth year MedSci. So today we'll be diving into topics like regarding routines, scheduling, and just how we deal with the ITR stress, which is coming up soon. So I think my first question just to start us off is, um, first of all, how are you, Ria? And how, how, was your, how has your day been? Like, did your schedule work out for you? Or like, what, 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 what was your day like? So my day wasn't too bad today. I just had a class and I came back from it. Um, but it's beautiful outside. It's like a winter wonderland. We finally got some snow in. So it finally feels like winter. Other than that, I guess it was just peaceful walking out. How was your day? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I personally love the snow. So seeing coming out and seeing just like this, like the trees, the branches filled with like the snow, it, felt, it was very, very pretty. So I, I also very enjoyed that. But yes, I also just had two classes today. Um, yeah, it was pretty, um, my Mondays are usually pretty light, just two classes. So I usually just get to um, campus and come back home. Um, I think... Like in terms of my schedule, usually when it's like comes to my classes day, I try to like somehow like try to try to find a time block after my classes or before my classes, like to get in some studying. But usually, like for example, during that transition period, it, when I do make my schedules, it's like it, it comes to mind like oh like in that one hour can I do anything? Or so usually like I like to like block out like a, a large portion, so I like have like a good at least two to three hour gap between my classes. Um, so that's what I had today, which was which was um good. Just try to got try to get some work done, but yeah, no, I think like there are some days where it's just like your schedule just doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, no, I think like from from for me when it comes to scheduling, just like adaptability, like being adaptable, like being adapted to like whatever changes come about. But yeah, that's I don't know. That's what I think about like when it comes to my scheduling for today. Up a Yuria. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point. The fact that having like a larger chunk of time between classes, that's like a scheduling hack. Yeah. So for anyone, whenever you have to choose courses, just like keep that in mind. Try to keep like a larger chunk. I don't know. Some people don't like one hour gaps. Some people love it. So it depends on you as well, I guess. Um, Speaking of which, having to like study in between classes or like anywhere in general, where are you usually on campus? Like, are there some study spots that you love? Yeah, no, that's actually a very good question, because I was thinking about this the other day, too. Like, where are most of the science students? I really think we're, like, all around campus. So, like, today, for example, um, my classes are at NatSci and at Social Science. So, I usually just, like, go go to Taylor, because it is, in, like, right beside NatSci. Um, but I remember last um, semester, um, my classes were at NCB and AHB, so the Arts and Humanities building. So then usually I would just go to Somerville, which is right beside AHB, and um, or if it's at NCB, I'll just like study at NCB. 
and if I if it's like days where I just like want to go like have like a long like study session I think I would like go to Weldon um, I think Weldon maps and data um, <laughs> ground floor is my go-to spot um, but yeah no I think that's where I usually am I'm a urea I mean okay I gotta say like I love Taylor I think it's just because you do see so many science students there. So if you just walk in, especially like as you get to, I guess, third and fourth year, you get to recognize a lot more faces. So you can kind of just like go and grab a table with someone that you know, which is really nice to have. Um, Other than that, I, mean, I feel like the point about NCB, I used to have so many classes there in first year, but I swear I've only been there once. Since. Really? And I always forget how pretty it is because they have like the whole section of like glass windows and you can just sit in front of it. I miss that. Um, But I, I was talking to a friend about it today. She was like, yeah, it's nice, but it's like super chilly. So honestly, it's like a temperature preference as well. Um, Like if you like cooler spots, NCB is cool. Um, If you like something that's slightly warmer, I guess, go to Taylor. <laughs> actually um, yeah, no, that's a very good point because I remember I went to Weldon like a couple of days ago with my friends and we were on the fourth floor and I was just sweating so much it was oh, yeah. super hot and I'm like yeah no like it really I think it really does depend on the building like NCB it, it is actually very chilly yeah so it makes sense yeah it's a huge thing um other than that I feel like two underrated spots are the peer support center um, you can. I think you can drop in between 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's like a really calming atmosphere there. They have like a few study rooms. They have tables. I mean, if you go in at like, a, you just have to drop by at random times. Sometimes it's busy. Sometimes it's not. But it's nice to check that out. Um, and then also Huron or like Kings, Brescia, any of like the affiliate um, colleges that are related to Western, they have really nice libraries. And I feel like they're not, that well known or like they're harder to go to I guess because they're a bit further off of campus but if there's like a day where you don't have too many classes and you want to go to a library I would definitely recommend checking one of those out um yeah other than that I mean do you ever ever like have that day where oh I forgot my lunch at home <laughs> and I'm starving and then you know I want to eat something mm-hmm. I personally have like a huge thing where I need to be constantly snacking while I'm studying so where do you usually grab like a quick bite is there anywhere on western at western that you do um honestly it really depends again like on my classes like where everything is like for example last semester because I was so near Somerville house I would always go to like the Lucy's there um like like just the eatery right inside of Somerville but like now um this semester with my classes being at social science center or um that side UCC is like right beside it so usually so sometimes I'll just like go to the spoke or maybe like any of the eateries in UCC so um I yeah again I really do think it's like dependent on my location and it's actually very interesting Ria I wanted to ask because you know how you said like in in your first year second year all your classes are at NCB do you think in fourth year like that like like your location changes because right now all I feel like is my classes is either Natsai or NCB so I want to say it does depend on which module you go into but for me I'm in interdisciplinary medsci or IMS I think a lot of our classes are at UCC. Um, any physiology courses that I have, um, they're usually at the dental sciences building or the med sci building is what I found. Um, 
yeah there's this like really cool classroom at ucc that you don't really find out about until fourth year it's called walls i think it's like western active learning space something like that but it's awesome there's like five or six tables and like you sit around it as a group so you actually get to talk to people and the prof as you learn um but for anyone who ends up having a class there like you guys are in for a ride like I love that classroom it's very interactive wait that's actually like this is my first time hearing about that no um and then I like being a med sci student I have never been into the med sci building because I had like I never had a class there yet so it's just like a med sci building but like barely I barely like barely any of my days like have, have me going to that building so that is very interesting um but yeah no I yeah no like I think like like right now is like even like in first year like going into second year I was like oh I already know these building pieces like I already been to so I don't know I found that very very interesting but I know like I saw I like I went off topic a bit so how about you Ria like where do you usually get um stuff to eat so for me I guess th- it this hasn't really been a thing that I've come across this year too much because I guess I've been kind of proactive about <laughs> um taking stuff to eat but in previous years I, I would say that I used to stop by the little tea place by NCB. I don't know if it's still open, but uh, I used yeah. to always get some type of like herbal tea there because I used to love trying different flavors of it. That was like, it was like the most calming thing for me, like grabbing tea and studying like in front of like that whole glass wall. I love that. Other than that, I would say like probably the Timmy's, um, by Natsai, like outside of Einstein's. No, I think it's called like the Nucleus or something. By there, that's, I, I feel like that's like a tailor go-to type of thing. Other than that, like I have to admit, I do need to explore <laughs> more places to eat um, around Western, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Like even like two years being at Western, like I still have so many things to try. Um, yeah, no, um, because I remember I actually had um training a, t- a, t- a few days ago. Um, So for context, I'm a Don. So we had our um January um, professional development day training a, a few days, ago, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um it was so they announced that we had um Bearcat for lunch. And that was my first time hearing about Barakat because I used to live in the east side neighborhood of campus. So I have never explored like the south side or the um and barely the north side um, neighborhood of campus. But they announced like, oh, um, we have Barakat. And I all my south side neighborhood friends were all like, they were all so excited. I'm like, <laughs> what's that? And then I, I learned that it was a shawarma place and it ended up being really, really good. But yeah, no, um, I think like it really also depends like where you live. Um, and where you are on com- campus, even as a first year where you lived at residence. Like, for example, a student who is at Delaware may have like different experiences when it comes to um, a student who lives at Perth and like what they tried and um, like even just traveling to campus, busing, walking. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a very interesting concept. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially in first year, it just depended on which res you had. Mm-hmm. was close by because you basically just like walk around to places um but yeah I guess kind of just switching gears here we were talking about like modules and how we have classes at different spots around campus I guess that kind of might have brought up the topic of ITR so 
which would be, I think it's like the intent to register, which is basically the little, um, it's like this little form that you go to online and you kind of select the program that you want to choose for the coming year. And the, the, I think the deadline for that is coming up soon. So it can be a stressful time for a lot of students from what I've heard and what I've experienced as well. Um, so I guess for that, I could start off with you, Milan, in a way, because like I'm in fourth year right now, so I don't have to um, kind of fill out an ITR. So I guess that's one perk of being in fourth year. But how are you feeling about it right now? Uh, it's like, it's, I think ITR is right now for me, like something I have been dreading. Um, because personally, I have no idea whatsoever what module I want to go into. And I think it can be a, a bit intimidating, uh, especially when you hear like in between your classes, students talking about like, oh, the physiology module or like, um, I don't know, the biochem module, the uh, immunology module. And then sometimes like, and it, it, like sometimes like, for example, your professors are bringing up concepts and like you're at the other modules and you're just like, what do I go into? I You have no idea of like what you want to do in third year. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm like going through like the reflection, like what do I like? What courses do I like? And um, I'm still experiencing some of the courses. Like for example, I'm still like experiencing genetics as a, a second term course. So I don't know how that is like yet. Um, I'm just going through um, organic chemistry too. So I don't know if I also like that yet. So I think I'm glad that ITR is only in March. So I do have like a, another month to, I think, think about it. But yeah, no, I can completely understand when someone says ITR is stressful because it is, especially if you don't have like a solid idea of what you want to go through. So Ria, what, I guess advice from like the second year population or any others like program who is doing ITR and have no idea what to do especially from a science student what, what would you suggest like what what did you what was your experience like in second year oh boy I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> I wish there was someone to talk about this um because basically when I was in second year it was during COVID right so it was like a bit harder to reach reach out to people about it um but a few things um of course just like take these with a grain of salt because like they work for me but they might not work the best for other people um I guess what I kind of did was looking through some of the resources that um the BMSE or I guess MedSci team actually offers so they offer this academic calendar you actually get to see which prerequisites you've taken for different modules like you might be really, really interested in like pathology, for example. But I think like one of the requirements is micro M and you might not have taken it. So it's just like that can kind of help to limit out options in a way is what I felt. Um, another thing that they have is like program worksheets. So it's like an it's like a pretty interactive thing. It's like a PDF you go and like you, there's like a drop down menu for required courses. You can take a look at the ones that you already taken and you can kind of plan out which ones you might need to take. Um, another thing that I found was like actually pretty helpful. I didn't do this, but my friend did. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> it was like looking at the syllabus for third or fourth year courses. Um, going back to the pathology example, there was this fourth year course um, about like forensics. For past and he was like really interested in it 
And honestly, I think that he shaped most of his degree based off of that course. or Because honestly, like in fourth year, you want to take stuff that's interesting, right, and stands out to you. So he chose PATH because he saw that like the courses offered in third and fourth year really stood out to him and it was something that he was interested in. Um, I guess for me, one thing that I kind of took a look at was like for physiology. I um, So like those are the courses that I focused on. The reason was because I think I liked how broad um, like the topics were. It's like each course focuses on different systems. But I also like how in third year you learn about all the systems. And then it's like whichever one you like, you can pursue in fourth year. So I liked having that, having that broad perspective first and then narrowing it down later. And then I guess the last thing that I wanted to bring up was, so there's this team on campus called the Bachelor of Medical Sciences Association. Mouthful. I know. <laughs> it's called it's called BMSA. But if you like type them into like Google, you'll see their website. They have a really cool web page with like videos from different profs from each module. And they kind of talk about what their program's about. And they also have their own podcast. I know I'm kind of like promoting stuff for them right now. <laughs> but I think it was really helpful to listen to those podcasts. Because they focus on actual students who were in those modules. So it's unique to have that perspective. Um, I think, yeah, I think those are like the list of tips that I would definitely recommend. And I guess just like reaching out to your soft or even talking about it to someone. Soft, they're always there <laughs> to like listen to you. Or like they have this extensive network so they can always pass on questions to other softs as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, I... Thank you, Ria. I think that it really did help a lot. And I will actually take a look at that BMC uh, podcast right after this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I also like how you mentioned about softing, because right now as a Don, I, I do like ask, like, are the fourth years here? Um, like, what, what was their experience? Like, what is their experience in their program, too? So I do think like networking and reaching out is will does make a big difference. And speaking of modules, I think, I think another point I want to bring up is how I like it's usually I um it might cloud your judgments on what program to choose based on the, or like what mod you want to choose based on the reputation of it. So usually you hear like, oh um, like a Pacific module is like the easy module, um, and I really do think or or for example or backtrack that or you like MedSci versus GenSci like like that just the reputation of both programs and I think. I think very like I think one point I want to get out is I don't think that one program or one module is better than the other. I really do think it's based on what your interests are and how you want to go about your degree and your career. And I do think like sometimes reputation of the program can cloud that judgment and like pressure you to choose something that you may not want to do. But at the end of the day, I think it is like dependent on what you like. And if it's if you do something that you don't like, you're not necessarily going to do well. So um, I don't know, I just like, for example, like right now, like choosing like, oh, there's like, there's a lot of people speaking about one program, but you're not hearing about the other programs or modules out there. So I like doing that extensive research, like on your own, I do think is very important. Yeah, you brought up such a good point there, because I think within first and second year, there's like this whole stigma around like, which program is best. Um, But yeah, you did bring up that point that like, 
Each program offers something unique, depends on what sticks with you and what really aligns with your professional goals. If, if of course, like you have an idea of what they are, totally okay if like you're open to whatever your goals are for the future. But yeah, I think that's like a big thing to think about. And then I guess just like branching off of that, each program might offer like different, like your fourth year might look different depending on which program you go into. And that might influence your decision as well, right? So there's like a thesis um, that you might do in fourth year, which is when you have your own independent research project. I guess like you're still working with a professor who supervises your work, but it's more like wet lab or I guess just research based. Some of them aren't actually in a wet lab. It's just a research in general. There's also like a capstone course. If you're someone who likes, I guess, like more of a, like a course based um, structure to your research like the one I'm in is like a community engaged learning project. So it's like completely, it's more of like qualitative data, like interviews, things like that. Or then there's even double majors, right? If you think that like a research project isn't something you're interested in, you're still getting a lot out of like a double majors, right? I guess you take like more, you take more courses. So you are learning a lot. So again, like it really depends on what works with you, works for you, I mean, um, yeah, and it's really important, I guess, not to get caught up in the whole stigma around different things, which can be hard, admittedly, but at the end of the day, you're going to be the one who's completing that degree, right? So it's, like, important to keep that focus, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, I think, uh, like, I, I think, like, I really needed to hear that, too, because, yeah, no, I do really think, like, like, like talk and reputations does cloud your judgment so I think it's a very good point to bring up and speaking of stress Ria how do you how would you manage like maybe not even ITR stress just stress in general like for example our programs there are some stressful courses and usually like exams or midterms are like right beside each other um, um so like how, how would you um deal with that stress Ria that's a really good question um, I guess it's like a really good topic to talk about right now too because it's just like we still have a few weeks until midterms and everything begin and just reflecting back to what I did I guess last semester again this changes for me every year but it's just like always trying to have this activity that I can kind of release all of like this energy that I have Um, so for me like a big thing is being a part of extracurriculars <laughs> this podcast being one of them just like getting to talk talk things out with someone get my mind off of like normal schoolwork really helps physical activity is something that I try to incorporate as much as I possibly can so we have like the rec center if not have like a mini dance party (laughs) join like a dance team or like intramurals that's something that always helps with for me personally or honestly just sometimes checking in with someone else can help a lot too because then it kind of makes you feel like, okay, they're going through something as well. And so am I. And then you guys can kind of share whatever you're going through. And it's nice to have someone there with you, especially because with like university, sometimes it can feel like you're this one face in a crowd of people. But reaching out to someone makes you realize that there's other people that are on that journey with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, you brought up so many good points there. First of all, dance parties, I highly rate um, <laughs> just like in your on your own in your room. Um, and yeah, no, I think reaching out um, is something I also do to um, let go of that stress. Uh, for instance, um, living in residence or um, having being part of the Dawn team or Humans of Western team, just like talking with you guys and with my Dawn friends really does reveal that, uh, relieve that stress. Doing something that's not school related. Um, just, yeah, no, just like taking a walk, um, even if it's winter outside, the beautiful <laughs> winter wonderland will be an I think personally, I would love to walk through that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I also agree. Um, like with checking in with others, um, going back to ITR, um, it may also seem like you're the only one going through all this. But for instance, I brought it up with my friends and we're all just as confused. So I guess, yeah, no, just like talking with someone else, um, just opening up. Um, I, you, you never know um, what you may uh, find out or even learn about someone else. And there you go, like a new friendship bond has formed. So I do think, yeah, like opening up does like reveal the stress. And something else I do is um, just watching Netflix. I think um, like during like the hours that are free for me, like just like maybe an hour before I go to bed, just watch an episode just to like do something that like where my mind is just free or just like not like cranking its gears um but yeah I think that's what how I would um deal with my stress yeah those are like really good points and I guess like this is something I said earlier as well it's just like sometimes one thing might not work you might have to explore different things and I think there are a lot of like resources um, that are available to us that students might not be aware about, like peer support, for example. And there are a lot of um, just, I guess, virtual and in-person support resources that I think are like really important to talk about. And like if you reach out again to any of your thoughts, like I feel like they'd be more than happy to connect anybody with them because sometimes you just need that extra extra shoulder to lean on for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, and you brought up a good point about resources. There's so many resources at Western that I am still learning of um, I, still today. So, um, yeah, no, just like doing, I think doing a simple Google search um, would lead you to that right direction or, yeah, like contacting your SOFs or DONs. Um, and then they have a network of um, people so that they can all um, get in contact um, with someone that you're looking for. But yeah, no, um, I think that actually sums up our conversation for today. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much, Ria, for this conversation. I learned a lot and I'm also very reassured um, when it comes to the ITR process. We'll definitely uh, look at those resources as well as, um, yeah, no, um, I, I just had fun talking with you and I, and I really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you again, Ria. Um, but yeah, this concludes our episode. I hope um, everyone also enjoyed this conversation. If you are looking at um, hearing our uh, earlier or future um, episodes, you can check us out on any podcast platform you use, um, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even on YouTube. And be sure to check us out on our Instagram page at Humans of Western. And stay tuned for next week for another podcast. So thank you again, everyone.